This is Pod Bros, a production Pod of Sandbox Productions. Pod Bros. Uh, I'm Luke, and that's um, not Luke over there. Um, <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> I stole it. Uh, it is a fantastic day to be alive. It is. Because every day is a fantastic day to be alive. Um, we are in negotiations right now. We are going to hopefully have a special guest tomorrow. In negotiations. In negotiations. Um, so we'll see it about It sounds getting... like we're like doing like a trade deal or something. Well, it depends on who we get. <laughs> okay, bye, Nick. Are we like, are we we're, adding we like... We traded you out for somebody. We're doing, like a, we're doing like, we'll give you this if you come on our show. Right, right. Um, you know, and they're like, well, I want green M&Ms in, in, in the jar, you know. Right, yeah. No, the... Uh... Oh, excuse me. Are you a bit we tired? Keep, no, we keep doing this at my nap time. You you were the one who said you wanted to switch to this time of the day. Actually, I did, because it, it seems to have been working better. Except for apparently, now you're old and need to take a nap in the middle of the day. Why, why'd you have to go with the old thing? Well, you're clearly not young anymore, so... Unless you're reverting back to a baby. Yeah, what, what, is that, what is that, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Button? Is that... The movie, I never saw it, but... Neither did I. Anyway. I never so, even heard of it. Uh, Pod Bros Productions, a production of Sound Bros Productions. Yeah, I said that. Um, I'm saying it again. On Podbean. Yeah, I'm saying and it again. And iTunes. I'm saying it again. And soon to be on Spotify. Soon to be on Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. YouTube. Um, and, you know, we might not ever be on any of those, but it's fun to say soon to be every time. <laughs> well, we, we should... No, we we are working on them. it. Yeah, we are working on it. So, um, uh, I'm still uh, I'm still fighting off the the bit of the crud in the throat. Mm. That was gross. <laughs> Extremely. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was gross. So, so uh, today's Thursday. That means that tomorrow's Friday. Correct. And yesterday was Wednesday. And what's tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is uh, the only the day that I've been looking forward to all year. Yeah? Yeah. Acker Musical Showcase in Prescott. So, Woot. I'm actually kind of excited about it. I haven't been to it in a couple of years because I normally have Bible study that night. And I prefer, personally, going to Bible study over going to the Acker night. Um, that's just me. Um, I just like Bible study. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Bible studies. Bible studies fun, but this year we're not having Bible study, so I'm coming to the Acker thing. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because Santa, who normally runs the Bible study, is going to be taking Santa. pictures with people. Yep. And uh, Santa and uh, Mrs. Claus will be taking pictures with people at... Oh, that's right. She does Mrs. Claus, too. At 422 West Gurley. Across from Charlotte Hall Museum. 
tomorrow uh, night. What time? I actually do not know what time they're starting. How are we supposed to plug this? We, we know, know well, we know when Acker starts, right? Six. Do we know when Acker starts? It's five thirty to seven thirty. Okay, well, I, I, it's somewhere during that period of time. There will be pictures with Santa at the one eighty. Um. And uh, it'll be awesome. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a lot of fun. So there's other stuff going on in Acker Night, right? Um, well, I mean, you just, you, you kind of walk around and, I mean, there's and, uh, other special stuff going on on Night, right? Just the, special appearances. I think Justin Unker is going to be in town, but I'm not sure. From people that, you know, normally live at the bottom of a theater and oh, actually own it. that's right. Yes. So, um, the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera is going to be making an appearance somewhere downtown. Um, hopefully we will find out, uh. To, tomorrow, that's actually who we're working on getting into the studio with us. Turns out he here. doesn't leave the theater at all. He just kind of stays in the theater, you know. Yeah, is the Phantom. So that's where we're trying to get the Phantom in here. So, um, and do our do our podcast with us. We told him um, it doesn't really matter. You can leave the mask on. It's just recorded, right? Right. Yeah, and he he's balking at me a little bit. So we'll we'll see. Um, also, uh, thank you to everybody who listens. We Indeed. really appreciate it. Oh, actually, that brings up a point. So we uh, we asked a bunch of questions about uh, traffic yesterday, and we were rewarded with a correction. So according to Arizona state law, you can pass in any lane, right or left, as long as you have two or more lanes going in the same direction. No, There is no fast lane in Arizona unless indicated by a sign, quote-unquote, slow traffic, stay right. Okay. Uh, um, so... Uh, what it comes down to is it comes down to courtesy to move over, but no obligation by law. So as long as they're going the speed limit, that sounds they, like they you don't know, they don't have to. That move. sounds like an Arizona law. It does because it's it's very it's, I, that, you know it's I, very non lawish. I think that's what I think that is the spirit of Arizona. Or at least it's become the spirit of Arizona. Arizona started in a very progressive period of time in our country, and so a lot of the laws are kind of progressive. A lot of the older laws. Are kind of progressive ish, mm-hmm. and as time has gone on, Arizona has morphed into a red state, kind of a more conservative, uh, and and even more than conservative, it's almost morphed into like a laissez faire, which means not really just kind of do your stuff, we're not going to mess type thing. Um, as time has gone on, we've kind of moved there, and we, you know, we kind of swing back and forth. We've been, you know, we've gone back and forth for a while, and that's. That seems to be the norm in Arizona. We swing back and forth between red and blue. Um, and uh, But lately I've noticed in the last, since actually since about 2008, our state has definitely shifted towards the more, uh, the lenient side of things. Less laws, less restrictions, less regulations. More just kind of like, you know, do your stuff, do your thing. Um... Well, and and so now this on the on the road thing, then then what this does for me is this puts it into a whole completely different perspective. Okay. So whereas I was raised and taught that the left lane was the passing lane, which is the fast lane, right? Um, and the right lane was not the passing lane, and so that it was a law. Now it takes it out out of the term of the law and puts it where it's supposed to be, which is a matter of courtesy. Right. And to that I say, every jackass that drives in the left lane doing the freaking speed limit or slower, you all suck. 
and you need to get out of the left lane or the right lane. Actually, or just get out of the way altogether. You know what? This this actually brings it to a whole new perspective now for me. Because now, if it's an issue of courtesy, right? Now, I'm not an aggressive driver. I'm actually a very passive driver. I typically don't speed. um, And keyword here, typically. Sometimes, sometimes your car, your car likes to speed though. Yeah, I have, I have a, I have an Infiniti J30, and it likes to go fast. Matter of fact, so does my Mazda. So, as a matter of fact, I've actually, I actually got pulled over shortly after buying it, um, coming home on 89, just past the uh, the Avipi Res over there, and uh, cop coming the other direction, and I look down at my speedometer, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going 70 miles an hour. And it's 50 there, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and it was like, dang, I slowed down. Uh, but the cop had already seen me, flipped his lights on, and came up to the car and was like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, it's a new car. <laughs> I didn't, didn't notice how fast I was going until I saw you, you know. Yep. And uh, he let me off with a warning, which was greatly appreciated. Um, and very gracious of him. And, and it was. Yeah, they, uh, the, uh, the police around here, for the most part, I, I have yet to have a uh, a really negative experience. I, in my own personal experience, they, they seem to be doing getting a lot better. Um, I, even even getting like, usually like typically like DPS, they're like the least friendly. Well, you know, you know groups. what a good you know what a good term is is that every now and then you get a police officer that's frothy. Frothy, you know, and they just have an abundance of frothiness. Okay, you know, well, you know, you know what I mean. When they come out, you know, when they come to the when they come to the and they're kind the, of the window and a little bit. and they're and they're they're just 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 over the it's just kind of over the top and it I don't know the best word do that they, pops into my head is frothy. Do they put a sour taste in your mouth? Are they a frothy tot? <laughs> And here I was trying to say it with a straight face. The word of today is frothy. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Oh, excellent. I kind of feel, I'm like, all right, he's talking about frothy. It's probably one of these words added in there. So, Well, I like froth. Froth is always good. Um, but you're using froth in a negative term right But now. I am using froth in a so negative term. In so this let's, case, keep, let's keep using it so in, in a this negative case, term. Uh, froth in a negative term would be like... Yeah. When you're making, um, what's that, what's that, um, the cheese stuff that you make? It's like noodles and cheese and milk, and it gets that, like, froth over the top of it. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever, you ever had that? Noodles, cheese, and milk. Uh, Alfredo? No, it's, it's something that, you, it's got, I think it's got water in it, too, but you boil it, and it kind of creates, like, a foamy... Uh, depending on how much cheese you put in it, depends on how much foam it creates. I think there's something else that's added in there with it. But it, flambe? Is it? I don't, know. I, I don't know. I'm making up words at this point. I, 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 I don't know what it is. But <laughs> in that case, when you're cooking it, whatever this dish is that you're cooking, um, you have to constantly stir it. Because if you don't, it will froth up and ruin the whole meal. Well, it'll froth over. Yes. And there's nothing worse than frothing over. And then it'll be a frothy mess. Yes. And a, it'll get froth under. Yes. The the pot and, and down froth the front. on the floor and froth down the front. And 
So, anyway. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, yeah, the... Uh, so, so what, I, what, I was, what I was talking about earlier, the, the driving thing. So, for me... Driving on a frothy road. Being a... Being a not aggressive driver, being a polite driver, the whole when I'm passing someone on the right and I get a dirty look from someone who's sitting in the left lane and hasn't moved over, it puts the whole courtesy thing into a whole new light. Because it's like, you're being a jerk to me. I was just being courteous and going around you. Now, I will say I have noticed that there have been times when I'm on the road and it seems like everyone's following this courteous way of driving where they pass on the left and everyone's driving on the right and they're just kind of everyone's just kind of passing around each other and leaving the left lane open and it's almost like i've noticed that when you're driving that way it's it's less like i'm driving by myself and i got to get around all these people and it's more like we're driving together yeah, well, I mean, it's it's almost like we're doing something as a team because we're all kind of following this, and I love this courtesy thing because it's almost like we're following this courteous rule, this unspoken rule that we're all going to be courtesy to each other and allow each other to pass each other and not get upset about it. Yeah, because, until you get to that one jack wagon but, who's but driving in thing, a frothy though. truck in the frothy lane, in the frothy block, left lane, block, blocking frothy traffic. No, I love no. this word. It's no, one no, of my no, favorite no. words. It's frothy old people. They're the worst. Frothy old people. Yeah, you know when they start talking and they get the froth on the side of their mouth? <laughs> gross. And it's like it builds up and builds so up. Gross. And it's all you can look at and you're just like, I can't hear anything you're saying because you have so that gross. on there. You know? <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, gross. That's a mental image for you. And who said radio couldn't be fun? Or uh, the uh, Or the frothy. Thing? Or frothy. So, reaching the end of an, ex- a, an extensive job interview, the HR person asked a young engineer fresh out of college, At what sal- starting salary were you looking for? The engineer graduate said, in the range of 100000 to 125000 a year, depending on the benefits package. The HR person said, well, what would you say to a package of five weeks vacation, 14 paid holidays, full medical and dental, a company matching retirement fund for 50% of your salary, and a company car leased every two years, say a brand new BMW? The engineer graduate sat straight up and said, wow, are you kidding? The interviewer replied, well, yeah, but you started it. Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Luke? Mm-hmm. She has that look on her face. And the husband is leading out the door of the pub that they built with a, a pint in his hand with this big, goofy grin on his face. And it's just hysterical. That's bloody brilliant. Yeah, that's funny. And, and it's called it's called the Doghouse Inn. It's a clever play on words because you know the whole when you because you're in the doghouse in the doghouse with your wife. So, although there is another picture on here with him in there, sitting at the table with his wife, and they're both having a pint. So maybe she is someone who can enjoy having a good time. Not that you necessarily need to have a pint of alcohol to have a good time. Personally, I don't mind having a pint of something that's non-alcoholic and having a good time. Well, a pint of anything is just a lot of liquid. Yeah, like a pint of eggnog. Oh, that's a lot of eggnog. Or uh, 
a pint, pint of, of Martinelli's of grape juice or grape juice or uh, I don't know a pint of tomato juice. So I'm so speaking of of a pint. Okay. A man walks into a bar and the bartender says, "What do you have?" And the and the man answers, "A scotch on the rocks, please." And the bartender hands him a drink and says, "That'll be five dollars." What are you talking about? I don't owe you anything for this. The man replies. A lawyer sitting nearby and overhearing the conversation then says to the bartender, you know, he has a point there. In the original offer, which constitutes a binding contract upon acceptance, there was no stipulation of uh, remuneration. The bartender, now pissed off, says to the guy, okay, you beat me for this one, but don't ever come back here again. A few days later, the same man walks into the bar. The bartender says, what do you think you're doing? I can't believe you have the audacity to come back. Um, the man says, what are you talking about? I've never been here, uh, never been in this place in my life. The bartender replies, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but this is uncanny. I feel like you were here a few days ago. You must have a double. Uh, to which the man replies, thank you. Make it a scotch. That was... <laughs> it was a play on words and not so much a joke. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, kind of lame? It was kind of lame. All right, well, let's see what else we got here. I've got some good stuff, if it loads. So, I have a story that's not a fun, happy story, but it is a story about um, the right to defend yourself. Oh, okay. Um, and, of course... As as is typical with the news, they they make it this angry mob. But a a guy in Baghdad rushed into a uh, I guess there was a protest in Baghdad um, on December tenth, a couple of days ago, and uh, someone apparently decided that um, they shouldn't be allowed to protest the government or what the government was doing. And so he ran in with a gun and shot people, started shooting people. No, oh, that's nice. He shot, he killed six people. Um, two, four of them were anti-government protesters. Well, apparently, um, the mob, mob, strong air quotes, the protesters took exception to the fact that this young man uh, was shooting up the uh, their protest, so they uh, they killed him. They overwhelmed him and killed him, and then strung up his body by the traffic light. Fantastic, Republic display. I mean, that's horrible, but still fantastic. So apparently, this has been an eight week long protest um, in Baghdad. Of course. It's the first time I've heard about it, but that's our lovely media. It takes someone dying for us to hear about anything, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, Did I read about the, uh, the we stacks only have, of cash? We only have one of the largest embassies in the world in Baghdad, you know. No big deal. Really? Yeah, it's actually one of the largest embassies ever built in the world. Uh, the complex is actually big enough when they're, when they're finished with it. The complex will be big enough that it could actually house the entire U.N., Wow. It's massive. It's a massive, massive complex. Okay. Uh, anyway, that, that, not really. Millions of cash story, stashed in barrels of raw pork. Oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. Bound for Mexico. Uh, bad, tri- bad driving um, may have been 
uh, might have busted a drug smuggling operation. Deputies found $3 million in cash hidden in barrels of raw pork meat on Saturday when they pulled over a tractor trailer driving south on Interstate 85, according to the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. The Sheriff's Office has reason to believe that the money was headed to the, U- to the U.S.-Mexico border and also believe that the money was a result of drug sales throughout the region. Well, so the driver whom deputies described as a Hispanic man was stopped for failure to maintain lane control, impeding the flow of traffic. K9 Alert reportedly tipped up deputies off and they moved to the trailer, moved the trailer to a safe location for search, quote unquote, and the U.S. Department of Justice has been called to assist in the investigation, according to the sheriff's office. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Three million dollars worth of so uh, seized you, cash. Is it pork barrel spending? Huh? It's funny. Huh? You're f- funny. He's funny. I decided to wear my headphones upside down. So that they weren't bumping into the seat behind you? Yep. All right. Well, what else? What else is going on in the world? What else is going on? How's the weather? Why don't we check the weather? The weather is phenomenal right now. It is It is a typical December day. 59 degrees. 22% humidity, mild wind, it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but this, uh, this is, this is what I love about December. This is what I love about wintertime in Arizona. It gets cold at night. Sometimes it'll get cold during the daytime if there's like a, a storm or something like that. Right after a storm will get real cold, but it never really stays cold during the daytime. It always warms up during the daytime. Unless there's like wind or something like that. It's just it's just nice. It's a nice, pleasant sixty degrees. A little bit of that uh you know, that cold little nippiness. But it's warm outside because the sun's out. You don't have to wear your all your winter gear and everything and it's just pleasant. You know what I mean? Right. It's just I don't know. I, I, I love typically it lasts into December. I mean, we got a little bit of snow in, in November, which was, you know, neither here nor there. But um, just I love this weather. The weather's going to stay this way until Saturday night. And on Saturday night, it's going to on Saturday, it's going to start getting cloudy. And by Saturday night, it's going to rain. 20 percent chance of rain. And then it's going to turn to snow by Sunday morning. And then it'll be done and it'll clear up. And it looks like it's just going to be clear. Until Wednesday, and then it's going to get cloudy again. So, I mean, we're getting this uh, this intermittent weather going on here, which is co- kind of cool. I, I like weather. I like clouds and whatnot. It means I more love snow. weather. I love snow. So, um, that is the weather. Uh, so, I started yesterday talking about um, the... Uh, my headphones are just not working out for me I just today. Take them off. Yeah, I think I'm going to try it without. I mean, do we really need the headphones? We already know what we sound like. Uh, I like to hear it. Um, it it kind of helps me feel like I'm, you know, professional. Okay. Well. I mean, it. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, we're just chatting, so it's uh, it's no issue, and the recording's coming in just fine. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, um, so I started yesterday talking about Greta Thornburg. 
So let's, I want to talk about Greta Thornburg because this is, um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the, the, the specific, um, issue that I wanted to talk about is that she, um, she was the times person of the year. Um, so let me, uh, let me pull this up here. I got, uh. We got a couple of folks that listen to she's, our. Uh, she's the whiny baby one, right? Uh, yeah, she's the uh, she's the whiny baby one. Yep. All right, so this is loading real quick here. Give me just a half a second here, and we'll see what we got. All right, so uh, this is according to the AP, which is the Associated Press. Uh, Thornburg is a bit surprised to be Time Person of the Year. Okay. Um, teenage climate activist Greta Thornburg said she was surprised and honored Wednesday to be named Time's youngest person of the year, while adding that others in the globe and the global movement she helped inspire deserve to share the accolade. The 16-year-old Swede has become the face of the new generation of environmental activists, drawing large crowds with her appearances at protests and conferences over pa- over the past year and a half. Some have welcomed her work, including her speeches challenging world leaders to do more to stop global warming, but others have criticized her sometimes combative tone. For sounding the alarm about humanity's predatory relationship with the only home we have, for bringing to to a fragmented world a voice that transcends backgrounds and borders, and for showing us all what it might look like when, when a new generation leads, Greta Thornburg is Times 2019... Person of the Year, the media franchise said on its website. Dear God, did you hear any? Did, did you did you did you hear any about this lady? She uh, she got up at the UN climate conference. Lady, she's a little girl. She's a little girl. Yeah, Let's be I'm clear. sorry. Correct, correct. Thank you. Um, as she left the UN climate conference in Madrid, Thornburg, Thornburg told the uh, Associated Press that she was a bit surprised at the rec- uh, the recognition. I could never have imagined anything like that would happen, she said in a phone interview. I am, of course, very grateful for that. Very honored, Thornburg said, but added, it should be everyone in the f- in the Fridays for Future movement because of what we've done and what we have done together. So, she's a she's kind of a a little wench. She sounds like she's a bit clueless, actually. Oh, that too. Um, and and unfortunately, um. Most of the the climate quote unquote climate activists are a, are a bit cl- a bit clueless. Well, you know, we always we always te- tend to go this way. We always talk about the weather and how crappy people are. We talk about the weather. Uh, you know, it, it really sucks because the the Earth is this amazing machine. That's working inside of the amazing machine that's the solar system, which is working inside of the amazing machine that is the galaxy and then the universe. And it's like we it's like it's all these different wheels. Or actually, to be more accurate, more like a a sphere. It's all these different spheres spinning inside of other spheres, spinning inside of other spheres, bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like this amazing machine that we live on. And just I, I you know what it is? I think the way that they talk about it, the way that they talk about the earth as if you know what it is? 
it is they talk about the earth the same way that they talk about minorities and immigrants. What do you mean? I am offended for the earth because oh. the earth can't oh. be offended you're for a, itself. You're offended for them. It's like yeah, I'm but a, see, you know what? The, I have a counter for that because the Bible says that the earth will act out and this on is, its own. And this is my point: is that minorities don't need us to be offended for them, and neither does the earth. The earth, the earth does need us. This is the this is the other issue. This this oh we live in a we live in a hostile relationship with the earth. No no. We live in a relationship with the earth. The earth needs us, and we need the earth. This is a this is a uh, regardless of what you of what you believe or whatever. The Bible says this is a biblical. This is a biblical union. Okay, we are stewards of the earth. Correct. Be fruitful and multiply, and cover the earth and subdue it. Our job as humans. Is to take care of the earth. Now, part of taking care of stuff, and anyone who knows anything about farming or animals or resources or resource management will tell you the worst thing you can do is stop using the stuff that you have. When you're on a farm... Like stop and farming. you've got cows. If you stop milking them, their their udders will get infected and they will die. Jeez, that's not fun. Uh, well, and and what I'm saying here, and I, I'm using kind of an extreme example here, but I am I am I am saying that the Earth works the same way. The Earth needs us to be a steward of it. You know what happens when we're not around? Lightning strikes and the entire forest burns down. Right, because we're not... Because we're, we don't... We're not taking care of the forests. We're not... We're not doing the things we're supposed to do. The Prescott area is an excellent example of this. A hundred years ago, there was this... A well, hundred plus now. There was a crazy fire that happened, burned a whole bunch of stuff in Prescott. And the forests regrew all at the same age. So you have this massive forest. And I know that some of my... Areas. Some of the areas are not exactly accurate on this, but for the most part, a large part of the a large part of the Prescott Forest was all the same age. So when a hundred years gets comes around and things get dry again, all of a sudden we start having these fires and whole sections of the forest are burning down because all the trees are the same age because we're not taking care of the trees. Part of our job in taking care of the trees is going in and thinning and doing prescribed burns and planting new trees. Right. You can't have a healthy forest if the whole forest is the same age. To have to have a healthy population, you have to have people that are at all levels of life. Except for the old people. We don't need that. We do need the old people. I'm joking. We need the old people just like we need the young people. And if the old people would stop... Hating on the young people. Hating on the young people, the young people might realize... Hey, this older gentleman or this older lady has some serious wisdom because they've been around for a hundred years. Yep. Instead of you no. young you young people, when I was a kid, it's like, you know what? Things why are... do you why do you have to be so condescending? You've just turned off ninety percent of your population. Yep, every time. Because 
why, why can't you just say, hey, can I talk to you about something? You know? Yep. There, there are some brilliant people out there. There, there are some. Well, we used to there are some. Them. There are some old people out there that have been married for 70, 80 years. That's a lot of information. And that's a lot of, for somebody Oh, that's who's, a lot of helpful information. <clears throat> for somebody like me who is looking for a wife someday and wants to have a family and wants to have kids and wants to live a long, productive life with one wife, I want to know about that stuff. I want you to tell me about that stuff. But you are so convinced that because I'm a young person, I'm not going to listen to you. Or you start off your conversation with, you know, if you wouldn't do this, this, and this. It's like, you know what? Well, we've been doing it that way for this many times. To- I want time. the information you're going to give to me, but I don't want to be berated about it. I just want the information. I want you to I want to know that you care about me. And all I'm getting right now is that I'm a piece of crap for not knowing this already. Yeah. Anyway. And how am I supposed to know that? It's the bottom of the hour. It is indeed the bottom of the hour. It is halfway through the show. Uh, this is Pod Bros Productions. Pod Bros. A production of Sound, Sound Bros, Bros Productions. Productions. Why am I so tired lately? I don't know. Maybe you should have a cup of Earl Grey while you're doing this. Maybe I should. It sounds delicious. I should go make one. Not right now. Not right now? No. I can't go We're right now? in the middle of the podcast. Does anybody want me to go get a cup of Earl Grey right now? Tell them no. Please? No, anyway. We'll just do it at the beginning of the next time. <laughs> the next time. Um... Yeah, so uh, we're on. My theory. We should get some evaporated milk and try my theory out about Facebook. Let's do it tonight. Okay. Uh, Facebook. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot to mention Facebook at the beginning. Facebook, Facebook. We are on Facebook. Bookface. Um, Podbean. We're on Facebook, Podbean, MySpace. We are? No. MySpace doesn't even exist anymore, I don't think. Really? I thought they still existed. Do they? I had a MySpace. Did you ever have a MySpace? No. I looked at other people's MySpaces, though. Did you? I used to play games on MySpace. That's nice. It was fun. So, uh, iTunes, soon to be on Spotify. Spotify, Google Play, Google Play YouTube. YouTube. Uh, um, and Patreon. And, and soon Patreon. to have Patreon up and running. So, Yeah, what's going on with the Patreon? Um, you working on that? I am working on that. Um, we are in the process of doing some legal stuff. Oh, okay. And I need that for that. So, Got it. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, pay no attention to the legal behind the curtain. That was our bottom of the hour. Oh, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. You know what tonight is? Elements. Tonight is elements. Tonight is elements. And that is one of our other favorite nights of the week. It's my favorite night of the week. Actually. I definitely enjoy elements. I love elements. Elements is a recovery meeting that uh, Sound Bros Productions has the honor to uh, run the uh, audiovisual for. Indeed. Um, and we have a blast. I it do. is a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing elements. Um, we do lights and, uh, and sound and screen, and video and text. And it's just everything. And smoke it is flame projectors. It is a lot of fun. Just joking. We don't do flame projectors. I kind of wish we did flame Although projectors. That would be, cool, that would be cool. So I got a really cool story. Um, okay. Um, a bald eagle on... Bald. Bald. A bald eagle in Canada's west coast has learned that its eyes may be bigger than its stomach after it was nearly drowned 
by an octopus it tried to eat. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. After hearing streaks coming from the water in the northwestern tip of Vancouver Island, uh, employees at a fish farm investigating the noise happened upon a bird and the cephalopod locked in battle. The octopus, which had turned a deep crimson, had wound its tentacles tightly around the eagle and was floating helplessly at the surface, which was floating helplessly at the surface. At first, we just watched and didn't know if we should interfere because, you know, it's Mother Nature. Indeed, said John Illett, an employee at Maui West Canada. Uh, But realizing the eagle was likely to drown, the crew immediately decided to intervene. How very American of them. Indeed. America. They're Canadian. Yeah, but they Um, still live on the continent of North America, though. Ah, very true. Um, uh, Illet maneuvered. Oh, no. That bird over there is about to drown, eh? (laughs) We better get in there and get it, okay? (laughs) So Illet maneuvered a pike pole into the water to pull the octopus over to the boat. The crew managed to haul both aboard, disentangling the bird from the strong tentacles before tossing the octopus back in the water. That was amazing. Look at the size of this expletive said one worker as the octopus hovered briefly for uh, briefly at the surface. Holy blank, another worker added as the crew laughed in dis- disbelief. Um, workers said the octopus was the largest they had ever encountered and probably measured more than four or f- four and a half feet across. Oh. Wow. Still not big enough to sink a ship. But, but okay. much larger, larger individuals lurk in the depths. Octopuses in the region, including the giant Pacific opt- octopus, can grow to more than 25 feet in diameter. Octopuses, not octopi? Octopus. I added the S. Octopi? Octopi. After the eagle was pried from its grasp, the octopus dove back in its depths, its colors sub- subtly shifting from reddish to brown. The shaken eagle perched warily on the nearby le- log before flying off. It was a very cool situation, he said. So there you go. It was pretty cool over here, okay? Hey, you guys see that bald eagle? Hey. It's not nearly hey, as fun if we had saved a maple eagle, leaf hey? from that octopus, you know? Right, yeah. So, um, something I wanted to mention earlier, but I didn't know what the date was, because it changes from day to day, it changes from year to year. Um, but on Sunday, December 22nd. Sunday, December 22nd. Is the summer solstice. Cool. And, um,. For those of you who don't know, the summer solstice is... The solstice of the summer. Yes, and not the winter solstice. My bad. Winter solstice. Anyway. Which is the the solstice of the winter. The winter solstice is when the Earth is the farthest point away from the sun. From the center of the sun. In its tilt. In its tilt? The Earth isn't tilt. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Earth's not flat? What does tilt have to do with it being round or flat? Because then if it was flat, it would be tilted. Yeah, but if we still have gravity... flip over. If there's gravity and the Earth is flat, it could still tilt Mm. to one side or the other. I declare shenanigans. Anyway, um, and no, the Earth is not flat. We'll have to discuss that. Have you seen that guy driving around town? Yes. The uh, Flat Earth 101 guy or whatever it is? Yep. I haven't had a conversation with him, and I don't know that I want to because he sounds scary. Most people who believe a lie are usually are scary. 
Anyway, the winter solstice is when the Earth is at the farthest, is when the northern hemisphere is at its farthest tip away from the sun. Um, Interestingly enough, it is not when the Earth is the farthest away from the sun. It's just where the Earth is at its farthest tilt away from the sun. As a matter of fact, during wintertime, during the northern hemisphere's wintertime, southern hemisphere's summertime, the Earth is actually exponentially closer to the sun. Okay, I don't understand how that works. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. The Earth is in an elliptical orbit around the sun. You're in an elliptical orbit. You don't even know what an elliptical orbit is. You're right, I don't. An elliptical orbit is, it's the orbit is more like an oval shape and less like a perfectly round shape. Most, most diagrams of the solar system have these nice round orbits, but it's not entirely accurate. As a matter of fact... Got a dirty mouth. Orbit. Most... most Thank you. <laughs> most of the uh, planets, most of the celestial bodies that are orbiting around the sun are in, a, in an elliptical orbit of some kind. So, during the summertime, in the northern hemisphere, we are the farthest point away, we're, the, we're at the farthest point away from the sun. And during the wintertime, we're the closest point to the sun as far as are the planet's relative position. Uh, what does the planet's relatives have to do with any of this? Uh, the other planets? A lot. I just talked about that. No. Weren't you listening? Wait, what are the planets? Re- do the planet has relatives? Yeah, there's there's like nine or ten other planets in the solar system. Which one's the daddy planet? The sun. Which one's the mommy planet? The sun. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Plants do I that had- all the time. Plants do that all the time. That is true, actually. How boring! I had to get myself. Uh, I had to get myself to the edge of this chair because uh, laying back with my feet kicked up in this incredibly seem, hot room. You seem excited. Maybe it's just because you're on the edge of your seat. Ahaha, ahaha, to doom. So anyway, winter solstice. Um, and then uh, just for clarity's sake. There is the spring and and fall equinox. Why are they not called solstice? Because the solstice is when they're closest and farthest from the sun. I don't believe you. The I equinox is crap. when it's halfway, when the planet is straight up and down. Nope, it's a lie. I don't believe it. You're a lie. Your mom's a lie. Your life is a lie. No, oh, my life is a lie, Lyle. Ooh, that's a good movie I haven't don't seen. Don't you think you know, I have I just bad realized... days? And don't you think your dad has bad days, too? Thank you. Oh. It's Rabbi Mwishkowitz. <laughs> Shalom! Shalom! Smuck. Um, so, I, I, re- I just realized, yesterday, we didn't... We talked about the Acker Musical Showcase. But we didn't actually talk about, like, this season. The Acker Musical Showcase? No, we didn't talk about Christmas. We, didn't we haven't actually Christmas. talked about Christmas in a days. Yeah, it's, it's our favorite time of year, and we haven't talked about Christmas, man. It's just do you I want to talk hug? about Christmas? Nah, not from you. You stay over on your side of the studio booth thingy, my bob. Well, I was gonna say you can't get one anyway because I'm kind of stuck in this chair right now. You are stuck in the chair right now. So, um, Christmas, Christmas. 
It's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of, of the year. We love Christmas. Um, I'm I'm thoroughly excited about Christmas. I'm excited about everything that goes along with Christmas. I there like are Christmas. Christmas parties coming up. I'm so excited. I like giving people ridiculously wrapped Christmas presents. Yeah, that is your thing, though, and you're good at it. That's I mean that's the the better part here. I think I think that one year when I gave mom her chainsaw in the box with in all, the box in with, with all presents. of the other stuff with the what fifteen cans of no 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 tomatoes I don't, I don't do cans who that's did not, the, who did that me. that was Isaac that's Isaac Isaac does the cans Isaac does the cans I do random stuff it works better I had I had cleats in you there ran, no, you know you you don't just do random stuff let's be clear okay so for everybody listening the person next to me is a psychopath when it comes to wrapping because he wraps. The um, gifts in duct tape. Gold duct tape. Gold duct tape. And he doesn't wrap them like a normal person using a full strip. He cuts the strips into about four inch pieces. (laughs) So you can't actually open the gift with any type of speed or accuracy. You end up ripping one little piece off at a time and screaming because it's so horrible. It's awesome. Our Christmas is pretty awesome. You know what it is? I just I love Christmas Day so much. I want it to just last forever and yes, ever and ever. Yes, and and our well, our gift giving and gift opening, our our gift giving. Let's say gift giving because that's what it yeah, is. That's why giving. we do it. So our gift giving is probably my favorite part. Actually, it's funny. I was just talking to mom about that uh, yesterday on the phone because um, she was asking me again what I wanted for Christmas, even though she's already bought me Christmas presents. She does this. She'll she'll get us what she what she thinks we want, and then she'll beg us to tell her what we want for Christmas. So we'll just give we'll just give her random things, and then she'll be like, "Oh, I already got you something." Yeah, it's great. And then what's even funnier? And then is what that she originally she'll forget. Of, yeah, and then what she originally Christmas thought Day, of in the first place is great, the best idea. What's great about Christmas Day for us is that no one knows what anyone's getting. Mom doesn't even know. She'll wrap the gifts, forget. The who's what whose it was and write random names on them. And so you'll open up the gift and she'll be like, Oh no, that was for so and so. And we're like, Yay, you get this gift. Yay. <laughs> it's a it's musical gift exchange. A musical gift exchange. So yes, I love or she'll Christmas. or she'll do the uh my favorite is the oh no, don't open that one. That one's for last. And then it's like, why did you wait for last on this one? This was just a regular gift. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, it's awesome though. I was so I was talking to her and I was telling her, "Mom, I have a hard time. I have a hard time telling her what I want because Christmas for me is not about getting something. It's about giving stuff. I love giving gifts. Right. There is nothing better than giving epic gifts. You okay over there, bud? I like epic gifts. Yep, I just Randomness on my phone, solid, on my uh, on my iPad here. Okay, there we go. That was exciting. It was Christmas. Ah, there are lots of reds and greens. I saw that. And M and M's. Anyway, <laughs> M and M's. So, so what? Um, can you uh, can you give us a sneak sneak peek of of what you're getting people this year? Um. Or, you know, or are you expecting? Is there anything that you are expecting to get or hoping to get this year? Um, well, see, that's the thing is that I don't really. I know, I, I know. Let, let me clarify. That's not really a fair question for me to ask, Nick, because in our family, um, we were raised to uh, enjoy the gift giving as opposed to the gift getting. And so for us, 
we're not really looking for things to get. We're looking well, to give things to There people. are things that I get every year for Christmas. Or we're supposed to get every year. No, Sometimes there are things I that I know. There are things I get every year for the last I, couple of years. I, I look forward to socks and underwear. I have gotten every year for Christmas. And I thoroughly look forward to them. If any any of anyone who knows me, who knows my dress style, knows that I pretty much wear nothing but Carhartt. Thank shirts. you for clarifying that and finishing that statement. With Carhartt. Yeah. Why would I finish it with something else? I pretty much wear nothing. Okay. Giggity? No. No one wants to think about that. No, no one really No one wants want to, to giggity that. that. Nobody okay? nobody wants to giggity no. that. So I usually wear nothing but Carhartt shirts and beanies and gloves. Um, and I have a Carhartt knockoff jacket and sweatshirts. So that's what I look forward to every year. Look forward to every year my mom... You know, giving me epic amounts of Carhartt shirts. We really need Patreon so that you can go to um, John Hancock and get your beard taken care of. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what are you looking for in Christmas? Um, I, you know what, for me, because of this time of year, for me, because of the things that have happened to me in my life, um, Christmas time has both a. It's like a bittersweet. Mm. Um, and so there's there's part of of Christmas for me that is. Um, that's a little harder and 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 sad, uh, but the other side of it is I just I really enjoy the the camaraderie and the um, and the friendship and the time of year where you get together with your friends and you just enjoy fellowship. Um, you know, gifts are great to give and to get, and um, you know, and I enjoy both of those. But but for me, more than anything else, is just. You know, uh, reconnecting with friends that you haven't seen throughout the year or making new friends or, you know, just, um, you know, that that's why I like the Akronite so much is because I meet people downtown and we, we walk around together and we hang out and, and you get to meet and say hi to people and be friendly with people and, and, uh, and it's a lot of fun, you know, and so I, that for me, um, and then of course, for me more than anything, it's just the reminder that, you know, we celebrate this season because, Jesus came, you know, he chose to came, come to earth and he chose to come in the form of a baby. Um, and so um, he did that through birth. And um, and when he came, it was a tumultuous time for them in their in their culture and uh, tumultuous time in the in the world. Um, and but he came with a specific purpose to um, to die for us, to save us from our from our sin um, and to give us a reason worth li- to uh, a reason to live. Um, and it's just that, it's just that reminder of, you know, um, I know that in this time of year, um, uh, uh, that we, there's a lot of people out there that get depressed and sad and, and deal with anxiety and depression and, and, and that's, it's brutal stuff and and it's hard to deal with, but just the reminder that, that there, you know, if, if you're dealing with that and for whatever reason you've stumbled a, upon our podcast, um, you know, um, we're sorry that you're having to go through that. And for all of uh, the people that regularly listen, if you deal with deal with any type of, of, of depression or anything like that, keep your head up, you know, um, surround yourself with people who care about you. If you have nobody who cares about you, I doubt that very much because there's always somebody somewhere in the world that cares about somebody else. Um, I've met a lot of people that, um, quote unquote, had nobody and yet they 
um, there's always somebody out there that's willing to, you know, just show you a little bit of love. And we see that all the time. You know, we see that in the, in the folks that like, um, <clears throat> the folks that like, uh, uh, Starbucks, you know, where you, uh, where they pay it forward, you know, they pay the car behind them or, right. um, or the, uh, the, the, the multiple stories we well, read a couple days ago of the people going to, um, uh, uh, places and, and, um, I don't know. I think this. And uh, I think this sums it up pretty good. You want to go ahead and read that? Yeah, uh, and the you know people going and, and buying gifts for people and and uh, a friend of mine posted on Facebook just the other day that what she does every year is she finds a family that is in need and gets a bunch of people together and they all just bless this one family. That's awesome. And and that to me that is that is the true love of Christmas because it's, it is the ultimate gift from, from God, our father to give his son for us. Mm -hmm. And it is the ultimate gift for people to sacrifice themselves for other people. And so, um, if any of you remember the story, uh, remember a Christmas Carol, uh, from Scrooge's Christmas Carol, from, um, from Charles Dickens, Dickens, a Christmas Carol, I'm sorry. Um, Scrooge's nephew's speech. Um, and so we're going to read that real quick. Something else we're going to be doing, um, this next week, um, is we're going to do a little snippet from A Christmas Carol every day. Um, and uh, and we're going to work our way through that. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of uh, just vocal drama, dramatization. Probably won't have very many sound effects or anything like that, but um, we're going to do like a radio just drama some, just version. Just some drama experimenting. Yeah, so just some drama experimenting, a, but we're going to use it as cr- a, a radio Christmas. extravaganza. Extravaganza, yes. Yeah. So uh, Scrooge's nephew's speech. There are many things from which I might have derived good by which I have not profited, I dare say, returned the nephew, Christmas among the rest, but I am sure I have always thought of Christmas time, when it has come around apart from the veneration due to its sacred name and origin. If anything belonging to and can be apart from, that is, that as a good time, a a kind, forgiving, charitable, and pleasant time, the only time I know of in the long calendar year, when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely and to think of people below them as if they were re- if as if they uh, really were fellow pass- passengers to the grave and not another race of creatures bound on their journeys and therefore uncle though it has never put a strap of gold or silver in my pocket i believe that it has done me good and will do me good and i say god bless it you're quite a powerful speaker, nephew. I wonder you don't go into Parliament. <laughs> um, so, you know, and basically what he's saying there is that, you know, this is the time of year that everybody, um, you know, and and just for some history, right? Uh, Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol in a time when um, when things were dismal and dark all the time, not yep. just at Christmas. Um, all the time they were dismal and dark and, and, uh, and he had a firm grasp on the fact that people, when we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and we are, and we are redeeming the, the pagan holidays and the times of year, the winter solstice, um, we, we are, we are doing it in a way where we are able to love those around us and show kindness to those around us. Um, and to just. And to just show Jesus as much and, as we and can. And one of the things that he really captures in the, in the book, more than anything else, since we're going to be talking about Charles Dickens again, most likely because he's got one of the great epic Christmas stories. One of the things he really captures, and this really speaks to me in my my patriotic um, 
you know, kind of anti-government mindset is he really captures the whole thing that doesn't matter that the government has these programs. Right. You know, the in in the case of Dickens' Christmas Carol, it was, you know, a, yeah, it was the... Um, the prisons, the, the prisons and the, and the poor houses and the work mill. It's like, yes, you know, yes. our modern day, you know, the are there no prisons? You know, are there the, no work the welfare, houses? welfare and food stamps and, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is. It's like, you know what? It's not enough. And you know why it's not enough? It's not enough because the government sucks. That is true. And it, it we should take upon we should take this upon ourselves especially as Christians with with we are Christians by the way if with, that wasn't obvious with the means to help people to help people yes and not, whatever not under obligation no no and that's what my point is and that was Dickens point you should want to help these people you should want to help these people to the point where the work mill and the poorhouse and the prisons and welfare and social services and all this stuff is useless and meaningless, and we should stop using them because no one's using them because they don't need to use them. Because they don't need to use them instead of forcing it upon people. So that puts us at the end of our hour. Um, I know it got a little uh, we got a little serious, but I think it was good. Yeah, it was. I think it was good. So this is uh, Pod um, Rose, a production of Sound Rose Productions. We are here in the uh, northern Arizona Quad City area, Prescott, Prescott Valley, uh, Dewey, Humboldt, and, and Chino. Chino. Um, we are actually coming at you from Chino because Indeed. we're way out there. Actually, we're not that far out. Um, things are coming together here for our little production company. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who's following, listening, um, giving us suggestions and pointers and help. Um, we uh, hopefully will have some new, more updates for you coming up soon. And some guests. And hopefully some guests for uh, so, on, the, on the show. So I hope that you learned something today. Because right, because if you're not learning, you're dying. And we want you to stay alive. Thank you.